Hi everyone, uh, welcome to ELI, the place where you get your daily dose of inspiration for entrepreneurship. And today we have with us Mr. Pradeep Krishnakumar, who is the co-founder at uh, Zook, uh, a direct-to-consumer brand. Uh, Pradeep is a graduate of IIM Ahmedabad and has worked for companies such as Deutsche Bank, uh, McKinsey, Guild Capital and Browser Stack before starting his own venture. Uh, hi Pradeep, welcome to ELI. Hey, hi Priya. Thank you so much for inviting me to ELI. Really love the mission you guys are driving with lots of fellow entrepreneurs. Uh, Pradeep, I would request you to introduce yourself to our audience, please. Sure, sure. So, uh, like Priya said, uh, I'm the co-founder and COO of Zook. Uh, we're a direct-to-consumer brand for bags, wallets, and accessories. Uh, we're a 100% vegan and proudly Indian brand, not just because the products are manufactured in India, but also because all our designs are very Indian in style. And that's what we want to kind of bring to the market. Uh, we are a digital first brand, which means we sell via our own website as well as like places like Amazon. And uh, the interesting bit is like a couple of our bags also appeared on uh, the popular Netflix show, Little Things 3. Uh, where the the lead actor actress uh, carried the bags as well. So uh, uh, yeah, we have about thirty thousand plus happy customers across India, and uh, excited with the new wave of D two C. And uh, hopefully, we can ride that uh, together. And uh, prior to that, uh, like uh, you said, uh, did my undergrad from IIT Madras, then worked with Deutsche Bank for about three years. Uh, then did my MBA from IIM Ahmedabad. Uh, that is where I, I met my co-founder, uh, Disha Singh, who, uh, who we are also husband and wife. Uh, and then have been in uh, work of uh, majorly more startup journey, uh, working with an early stage bus company called uh, Limo, uh, followed by uh, working at Guild Capital on the VC side, and then followed by uh, uh, part of the growth team at uh, Browser Stack. Um, so yeah, that's that's been my overall journey till now. Uh, Pradeep, uh, I'd be very interested to know. Uh, so uh, when I define entrepreneurship, I would say entrepreneurship is about uh, solving a problem in society and uh, getting uh, compensated for it. Uh, so I, if I were to ask you, what exact problem are you solving in our society? Yeah, no, so... Uh, so I think it's a combination of two things, actually. That's how I look at it. One is there is an idea, there is a passion for something that uh, we want to build. And uh, second is uh, really what is the problem we are trying to solve or what's the gap in the market, right? Uh, and I, I've seen entrepreneurs start with both, right? Uh, one just saying, hey, this is my idea, this is what I want to do. And then over a period of time, figure out what is the problem and fine tune it. Uh, and then the other is saying, this is a problem I have faced and I want to solve it and then kind of solve it, right? Uh, from Zook's point of view, uh, what we realized was uh, uh, in the traditional bags, wallets, accessories market, most products are uh, very Western in the way they look, right? Uh, they're very Western. And uh, in fact, the interesting bit is even if you remove their tags, it's very difficult to say which bag is from which brand, right? So we said we needed a product which is very different. Uh, then we studied, you know, what do people wear uh, to office or to travel? Uh, and in India, there is a good uh, section of people who actually wear more ethnic Indian wear, but they're carrying a Western looking bag. And that's where we felt there is a need for 
a more indian uh, bag right uh, and secondly also uh, in one of uh, our courses at i am ahmedabad disha actually went to a place in kutch which is close to ahmedabad in gujarat itself and saw that uh, you know there were a lot of uh, uh, products from local artisans right handicrafts uh, etc but uh, they weren't really uh, modern in their functionality which is why a lot of folks did not really buy them even you know our batchmates nobody bought them and we said hey why not and the major thing they said was it's not modern i can't you know i, I can't put it in my house nor can i carry it around so that's why we said we have to take the essence of india we have to still build a very stylish product but it has to be modern in its functionality and that's how we kind of uh, weaved together fabrics like ikkat uh, taken in more uh, indian approach and that's why you'll see a lot of our products is lot more indian in their look and feel which goes very naturally with uh, what women wear to office majority of them which is like ethnic wear and so on and so forth so that's the problem statement that uh, that uh, we went after and that's what we are going after today as well uh, would love to understand uh, what are the nitty gritties of uh, building a, a consumer brand in india especially when you are operating in the uh, premium segment uh, i am assuming you you operate in a premium segment right so uh, so see i mean we all uh, studied mba etc but real world is really different right uh, so this is what we have realized this has been our journey so i'm going to answer this by using our journey first right uh, at zoop we actually spent a good amount of time uh, initially building a good product right and uh, that does not mean you know kind of just doing surveys and you know asking people what they want in their bag and so on and so forth what we did was we actually took a very offline heavy journey to begin with where we started making bags and taking them to a lot of these exhibitions right these are slightly mass premium premium exhibitions uh, we did about 50 plus exhibitions across india in fact right and the idea was twofold one is to really test out the product not by saying you know sharing an image and saying will you buy this or not but by actually putting a price and saying buy this and receiving monies from it right i think that is one very important thing that i tell a lot of entrepreneurs which is hey one is to kind of send a survey out second is to say click yes if you would buy one and third is to get them to really buy right so that's what we did for a year in fact so in fact uh, the starting 18 to 24 months was actually building the right product and taking it to customers and uh, doing that via exhibitions and that's how we figured out what the right product is right and from there on we realized that just running exhibitions was good from a cash flow perspective but wasn't really great from scalability perspective and that's when we shifted to a more online model and started by selling uh, starting zoop.co.in which is our website and selling products from there right uh, so uh, if you see this journey it starts with actually building the right product first second step is actually building out distribution because exhibition was one way of distributing online just opened a massive way of distributing across india right uh and then you add more layers to it when you sell on amazon you are starting to sell to an audience that comes to amazon already right and so on and so forth so distribution is the second big piece on the consumer side and third and actually that is i would say the holy grail is actually to build a very good brand right uh, a brand that people love a brand that people resonate with uh in fact we started saying proudly indian much before you know vocal for local atmanirbhar bharat was in vogue right we've been saying this for nearly 3 years now right uh, so 
those were things that from a brand perspective which we do which we do in terms of you know putting out good content on instagram uh, interacting with our customers uh, encouraging our customers to give us feedback and so on and so forth so that builds the brand so it's really three steps step one is building the right product step two is really getting the distribution right and step 3 is really building a strong brand so that you know then all the other parts can kind of uh, work their magic so that's what it takes in my opinion to build like a consumer brand in in india or throughout the world yeah. okay okay uh, now tell us your story from the day one like how you and your co-founder got together and how did you choose the uh, problem statement or should i say uh, your vision uh, uh, to go after and finally uh, tell us how did you find the right people to take your vision forward sure sure so uh, i think uh, a we come from a more quantitative background so of course we did a lot of research took a crunched a lot of numbers to say okay so he, our passion is to build a physical product right now in that what is the white space that we feel is there in the indian market which is still big but is still very untapped and that's where we found our niche which was like really bags uh, and uh, wallets and accessories right that segment right uh, from there on like i said the first few uh, months was really building the right product uh, because for us what was key was we realized that if we sent the right product to our initial set of customers they will talk about the brand about the product and get us more customers right that would be the biggest uh, kind of uh, marketing channel if you want to call it that right uh so we started by building the right products and we've started going to exhibitions when we were going to exhibitions we also had a social media angle which was at least on instagram facebook we started saying that we are going to be in your city in this place right uh so so that also led to more people following us and that's how it kick started right uh and then in the in in about the 18th month of the journey we felt that exhibitions might not really help us scale right uh and that's when we took a more online route and the interesting bit was at that point again we were new we didn't really know about tools like shopify etc so the traditional path we reached out to a freelancer he built us a website and in the first month itself we realized how hard it was because both co-founders we were not uh, developers right so we kind of really struggled with that and then uh, over two weekends uh, we discovered shopify built a website on shopify uh, and then things kick started i think uh, the toughest challenge for an entrepreneur is uh, setting milestones for yourself because it's a new journey right nobody can say do this then do that then do this and then uh, you know you'll you'll hit nirvana or whatever right uh, so we kind of broke it down used a kind of first principles and said our first goal will really be to sell one bag a day right so imagine like saying entire day i'm going to sell one bag right but i'm going to sell that one bag consistently for some period of time we started with that and then we really ramped up uh, and we realized that you know setting goals really helps get things done because that sets ki ha this is what we need to do right so we started with a bag a day uh, that was that kept us uh, you know and for about two weeks we consistently were hitting a bag a day some days we sold five some days we sold one but we were like okay now one is happening right and from there we started uh soon we uh, started uh, getting a lot of people following us on social media as well uh and uh, they they would reach out saying i love the bag they would reach out saying hey i want this i want that in the bag etc that's how we built out uh, our 
about 13 categories of uh, products itself that's how we expanded uh, and then we slowly started hitting milestones across x amount of sales per month and so on and so forth right uh, so it has been an interesting journey where we started improving on milestones i think one of the things we uh, both uh, dishan and you from our past experience was really building out the right team because we knew that both of us alone can't be doing this right so first focus was really building out uh, manufacturing uh, hiring the right folks for uh, you know ensuring production happened where we are producing like good quality products right quality is important also in like predictable timeline predictable cost and so on and so forth right so that was one part where we uh, where initially uh, while mumbai as a place is expensive what we realized was dharavi was a large uh, center for skilled labor to make leather bags and then we have upskilled them to use fabric and leather to kind of make that together so that was on the production side and kind of ramping that up uh second piece is really on the ops and logistic piece we have like uh, very dedicated folks who were really open to working in a startup environment right because in startup a lot of processes are not there you know they're like interestingly like one of the first people we found in ops was uh, we went to one of the supermarkets uh, and there was this person who uh, was really good to us in terms of you know how he cared about what product we bought etc he was in the apparel section right and we hired him uh, full time right because we both disha and i we were really happy with the way he was uh, kind of thinking about the customer uh, at that point of time so we hired him on board and then he's helped us you know kind of uh, scale up our uh, of team right uh, and then we've hired folks on customer support we've hired folks and the on the social media side the key thing has been all of them has always said uh, customer first right and and that has really helped us scale and again uh as we scale up we'll also be hiring more experienced folks now right who have done this till now we have hired people who are very open to new challenges and things like that but we've always found that those those were the people who were better than us in what they were you know kind of brought into do either they were more passionate about it they've done this in the past so on and so forth so i think that's what we'll continue doing that has really helped us uh, scale prior to you know uh, about now 65k followers on social media or ensuring packages are sent on time received on time uh, we send the right responses to our customers uh, production is of the highest quality so on and so forth so 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 that's been our journey till now okay uh, one thing i would like to understand so uh, building uh, a fmcg or building a consumer brand is a expensive affair lot of aspects have to fall into place before you make profit uh, so i would like to understand uh, how did you manage your funds or finances in the initial days uh, till you uh, achieve the break even sure sir so uh, we are a profitable business we've always uh, i don't know that's what we learned from uh, you know <laughs> our education is also we never really understood kind of heavy burn businesses we are a profitable business uh and we uh, as of now remain bootstrap so the idea was this only that a uh, the reason we went with exhibitions to be honest was to get cash flows going right uh, we discovered pricing we discovered what features people want but it also meant we were selling right which means we were getting uh, cash coming in right uh, uh from there on uh, we've always had a very strong view on uh you know how we manage costs uh how we look at uh inventory because that's one of the things that consumer brands really end up locking a lot of working capital on which is inventory right uh 
Priya, to be honest, starting up a consumer brand today is not very expensive, right? Uh, compared to a very offline heavy model where you need to be able to have so much inventory to get even the premium shelf space in a large format store, etc. And I'm not even going into you know. Uh, starting your own store that is like a completely different affair right uh, today you can have a shopify website with an instagram uh, uh, kind of a social media uh, system to ensure you get discovery done and people come and purchase right so that's the power of going digital what it really takes on the back end is how much inventory you have and how can you be very lean uh, so that has been something that we have been uh, very focused on uh, right from day one to say costs we have to keep under control so that we can always grow month on month uh, and even on talent i think we've been uh, very selective in whom we kind of uh, bring on board are they the right people at the right scale for us scale is important we can't hire a very senior member very early on in our journey we need to get them when the business is also ready for for them right uh, so so those are things that we have seen from a financial standpoint of course personally we have put in some of our capital as well to get started that always happens but gone are the days where you need to put in like 5 crores or 10 crores of your own money to start a brand right those you can still start i think at uh, even about 5 to 10 lakhs today right uh, and and uh, but it takes that much amount that much is for sure but from there you can kind of really ramp up so that's how uh, we've kind of uh, navigated this okay uh, pradeep one thing you mentioned uh, that uh, when you started out uh, you did not have technical understanding of uh, doing online business Uh, uh since you mentioned shopify building the shopify website and hiring freelancers um mm, one thing i would like to ask you when you start out uh, you start with a uh, two or three skill sets that you are good at for example in your case you understood the business side of it but you did not know the technical side of it there are many entrepreneurs who have good technical skills but they do not understand the uh business side of it they don't have uh, leadership skills or they do not know how to raise funds so the, there are multiple skill sets that are required to run a venture so how do you suggest someone who comes with limited skill sets uh and wants to become an entrepreneur what are your uh, playbook for that sure so uh i think uh uh in most of our jobs not just in india but uh, typically we learn on the job right uh and very interesting i was talking to a friend yesterday and he was saying hey now uh, you're an entrepreneur you must have a really high sense of ownership and then he corrected himself saying no there's no sense i think this is ownership itself right so i think that is the first trigger in my opinion that uh, gets people to really learn that skill now uh, for example you mentioned leadership skills right i think leadership skills actually comes uh, from a combination of two things in my opinion one is if you've worked with a leader who's been very good to you right then you pick up certain skills that you then kind of pass on to your team and second is actually managing uh, a team because for that leader the members of uh, his or her team will be very different from your team and whom you have hired right so leadership i i believe at the initial stage actually comes by actually leading right and facing the consequences of it you might have good people whom you hire who might leave because of your leadership skills and then you correct yourself and then you kind of learn through that journey so i think leadership skills can't be taught it has to be just learned by doing right 
uh fund raising is also a very uh, uh interesting process i mean i've been on the vc side and uh, there are certain trends that get uh, a lot of attention at certain periods of time and then certain other trends don't at some point and so on and so forth right so uh, i think as an entrepreneur you need to continuously focus on building products for customers right because i think the biggest thing that any uh, investor also looks for is actually uh, validation of what you're building and the biggest validation in my opinion is still revenue right and then you know unit economics for that revenue so those are very fundamental uh, aspects which i think every entrepreneur learns by doing right uh, third thing is uh, i think sometimes there's too much focus on doing things which are very scalable in nature right but i feel you have to first do things that sell and then you can figure out the scalability piece like for example we could have figured out how to have the best kind of sales plus ops kind of engine ready and then we start selling and then we'll figure out maybe the product doesn't work right so we had to do the more non scalable things first and then use technology on top of it to make it more scalable and scalable is all not just about technology it's also about the people right if you get somebody who's better than you or who's already done this earlier after you have achieved certain uh, 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 certain kind of revenues or certain traction then that person might have a better solution to this problem so uh, i i would say if you are already a person who knows the tech side of things you know how to convert things which are non scalable into a scalable solution so that's good for you but you have to first figure out the business part of it are you able to sell a particular product or a particular service for that matter to the first few customers what is the feedback they give do they like it uh, do they really tell about this to other customers or other friends of theirs those are critical items once that is done then the rest you will kind of uh, figure out Uh, as part of the journey i mean the journey has to be exciting as well right so so i i would say leave that for the journey figure out the right product sell it to the first few customers and then you'll get more feedback to improve on speaking of the journey uh, in every journey there are ups and downs and every 3 days or every 3 weeks you must go through a failure uh, as an entrepreneur so i i would uh, now love to hear uh, some of the failures you have gone through as an entrepreneur sure so uh yeah actually i would say every day we we make mistakes and then we learn from them uh in fact i had a, uh, an advisor in one of my previous uh, roles who used to say i don't have a problem if you uh, you know fail by trying right you have to keep experimenting but the only thing was you have to learn from that experiment and never repeat that mistake again right and the second was experiment but don't experiment something so big that you know the the downside is so massive that it can shut the company down right never do that so i think uh, uh, both disha and i we've learned through a lot of failures uh, first one was you know like we said we spent a lot of time building a very offline heavy kind of channel uh, figured out the exhibitions market how to do that how to sell what pricing etc but then we had to really pivot but had we not have done that at that point today we wouldn't have uh, kind of been able to scale up right so i think that was a critical juncture where we learned this the hard way so i would say we could have learned this by doing five exhibitions right we didn't have to really go through 50 exhibitions to learn that but all of that is like hindsight right uh, so uh, i think that was one uh, we've been very uh, heavy on selling only through our own website now we realize the power of somebody like amazon etc so we are kind of we have diversified into that channel so that's the second right uh, 
I think uh, uh, even on uh, you know uh, production side, we've realized a lot of things that we've done through. uh you know we, we made a certain type of product which didn't work we felt that it might not work some customers said it might not work but we still went ahead and did it and we've learned from that right so i mean those are common uh, things that we keep learning and then improving ourselves on so i would always say as an entrepreneur be ready to see a lot of daily failures i wouldn't say once in 3 days once in 3 weeks once in 3 months daily right you'll see certain things which are not working but as long as you see that as an opportunity to fix it and you fix it at that point and you'll see the magic of it uh, that happens uh, over a period of time so uh, the learning is most important and then seeing it as a problem is most important because you're problem solver so you have to be ready to see that as a problem and solve it so that's what i would say uh, don't focus on the failures if you're failing it means you're trying new things which is good right but learn from it and improve on it okay okay um i think um uh, we are almost up with the time and i just have a, a few more questions tell us what are the lessons you have learned as an entrepreneur which can shorten the learning curve of other entrepreneurs who are hearing uh, you uh, right now sure sure so i think first and foremost is uh, as new entrepreneurs we feel we are not ready for it i think no entrepreneur is ready for that journey right uh every entrepreneur has to go through that journey to learn new things so don't worry about that all everyone is starting at the same point right uh there are certain advantage that a second time entrepreneur has right uh but to you can't jump into being the second time entrepreneur you have to go through the first to reach the second right so that's that's one uh i think in all business decisions that you make always think about the customer always put the customer first uh you might say that i think x will work and you'll be surprised by how x doesn't work but y works you learn that only by doing it and talking to the customer and then the customer literally tells you i want x i want y uh you might have a better solution they will at least tell you why is my problem right you might have a better solution than what they think is the solution which is fine right that is second i think third is uh, uh pricing is a massive lever for a business right we really underestimate pricing like for us right we could have been selling products at 500 rupees 2000 rupees 10000 rupees a lakh or even whatever the crocodile skin based products on the way they price them right uh we we took a conscious choice of a particular pricing and that can really make or break a business so always be experimenting about pricing right that can really change the trajectory of a business as well uh we are learning now how the power of distribution and how uh good distribution with a good product is better than like bad distribution and a great product right so distribution is extremely key and lastly over a period of time worry about the brand you are the the, the entrepreneurs are the custodians of the brand right uh so they have to take care of what the customer thinks of the brand and really need to build it over a period of time because through the brand you will unlock compounding and the impact of compounding which ha- has its own uh, growth lever so, so that is very key uh, but that's again later on don't worry about it you have to first get started go in with that optimism your customers will give you that biggest optimism when everything else fails and then from there everything else will get unlocked right so so that's going to be my kind of message for all uh, uh, new entrepreneurs who want to kind of get in uh, it's an exciting phase 
just get in start young and uh, yeah you'll enjoy the journey okay uh, i'm almost done uh, just one question i uh, i want to ask you uh, which i couldn't uh, i should have asked this initially uh, i would like to understand what made you jump into entrepreneurship in the first place uh, you had a, a good job and a good career uh, why jump into uncertainties what what drive uh, you had in you that made you an entrepreneur yeah no so uh, i think uh, the i was an entrepreneur by chance to be honest what happened basically was post my mba we had some time before i joined uh, a management consulting firm full time so i actually uh, joined my friend uh, in helping him uh, start a canteen uh, this was in tamil nadu uh, and i spent about 20 days with him uh, and that was very very exciting because this was like college canteen completely empty we had to take all calls where to put the table what products to sell what pricing to have so on and so forth and those 20 days really opened my mind around hey i think this is really exciting i came back and then i joined a early stage bus company as an uh, as an intern actually right and i spent about a month with them and i realized this is the this is the space i want to be in i want to be in the startup space and since then i've always been in the startup space either as a uh, early stage employee there or as a, a vc and then finally starting up something on my own uh, again i joined uh, uh, my wife disha who started zook much earlier joined uh, she's been running this full time and i joined uh, full time very recently okay. but then uh, i've always been uh, i've seen her journey through the ringside I've been part of all the gyan sessions right mm-hmm. uh, and also helped her do a bunch of things like i've been on those exhibitions myself as well and i've enjoyed that journey so th- that was something that we always wanted to do together and now i am really excited to be uh, joining her full time as well and driving zook together so uh, yeah it's it's been a it's been a journey for me as well and those have been the trigger points okay Uh, good to hear that and uh, on this note i'd uh, close this session uh, it was a great pleasure to host you uh, at eli uh, i think our audience would have got great lessons from this uh, uh, podcast uh, thanks for your time uh, pradeep uh, and our best wishes for azuk thank you thank you so much and wishing all the subscribers of uh, eli a very happy new year i hope all of you start new ventures uh, uh, figure out new career paths yourself and uh, uh priya thank you so much i think it's it's an excellent mission all the very best to you thank you uh listeners uh, you can follow uh, pradeep on linkedin by typing pradeep krishna kumar uh, that is it for today's episode we will be back with another exciting entrepreneur stay tuned to eli